0: Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The last time you were with us, we began a two-parter. The name of the story this week is The Peters' Motives and Kiana's Manipulation Part 2, the Conclusion of the Story. If you remember, Mama Peters had delegated some chores to Pearson and Penelope, but they'd been gagging. So when Mama Peters checked on the chores, she was none too happy that they weren't complete. And even after she admonished them to get moving, they were still dawdling about. It was only after Mama Peters told them that two kids, Kiana, and a boy whose nickname was Little, would be coming from the safe fostering program at church to spend the night with them that they kicked it into high gear. Mama Peters corrected them about their lack of motivation and reminded them that they should be motivated by their love for God and that their work habits should be God-centered and not self-centered. And that's where we'll pick up this week's story. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, we had two winners. Their answers came in so close together that we declared both of them winners. Mason from Lubbock, Texas. And Fletcher from Granbury, Texas, were our two winners with their answer of when the Row is called a pionder. Great job, you guys! <laughs> now, it's time to get to this week's story. The Peters' Motives and Kiana's Manipulation Part 2. Pearson and Penelope had just finished cleaning the bathrooms and were walking downstairs together, feeling an extra pep in their step as all people do when they've worked hard and repented of their sins. It was only an hour before that they had both been caught in the act of total laziness and had a lack of diligence in the work that Mama Peters had assigned them. But they had repented and had turned it around, which is exactly what you do when you truly repent. And God's kindness was on display in drawing them to repentance. As the Bible says in Romans 2.4, it is God's kindness that leads people to repentance. Because like every shepherd that keeps his sheep from harm, God gives man a way out of the sin that so easily ensnares him. And of course, like kids who have sinned against God by disobeying their parents and then repented of their disobedience, Pearson and Penelope were experiencing the special happiness that a clean heart brings. So when they descended the stairs and heard the doorbell ring, There was a feeling of excitement in the air. Kiana and Little had arrived. Mama Peters unlocked and opened the door. And there on the porch stood two children, along with one of the representatives from the agency. Penelope immediately noticed their appearance. They were both disheveled, and not only were their clothes stained, but they were a bit small for them. Kiana was wearing a pair of flip-flops that had clearly seen better days, Penelope noticed a chunk missing from the side of the flip-flop, where a dog had probably chewed through it. And on Little's feet was a pair of shoes that had once been white high-tops, but were now filthy and discolored. Immediately, a sense of compassion washed over Penelope. Welcome! Mama Peters greeted the trio standing on their porch. Come on in, Kiana and Little. We've been waiting for you! Mama Peters offered big, warm hugs to each of the children. Penelope was quite confident that Mama Peters didn't even notice that Little had a runny nose and had nearly wiped it on her shoulder. But Penelope did. She would not be offering hugs to a snotty-nosed little boy. The mere thought of it caused her to recoil. This is Pearson and Penelope. We have two more little ones, Patience and Priscilla. And they're twins, but they're upstairs taking their naps. Would you guys like to come in and go play? And Little, here, I see your nose is a bit runny. I have a tissue right here. Thanks for doing that, Mama Peters. He isn't sick, but he's allergic to dogs, and unfortunately, Kiana and Little's family has a dog. And I know you have a dog, too. The information I have says that you own Lady, but it shouldn't be a problem, because Little is used to being around dogs, and his mom says that he always has a runny nose. That long explanation came from Mrs. Nickel the agency representative. Oh, okay, well, that's fine. Mama Peters was gracious, as always. I can have Daddy Peters take Lady to the kennel tonight. I don't want Little to have to suffer while he's here. Allergies can be really difficult. Penelope watched Mama Peters with admiration. Obviously, she had noticed the runny nose, but Mama Peters had ignored it. And right then and there, Penelope resolved to embrace Little, as Mama Peters had, ignoring the runny nose, as Jesus must have ignored the odors and sights of the many people whom he had healed. Little, would you like to come and play with us? Kiana, we can go into the living room and play cars together. Pearson and I love playing cars. Come in with us, Penelope offered sweetly, inspired by Mama Peters' example and thinking about the kindness of Jesus. She took Little's hand and led him into the living room, followed by Pearson and Kiana. Not too long afterward, Mama Peters went upstairs to retrieve Patience and Priscilla, who had awakened from their morning nap. They walked downstairs together with Mama Peters holding both of their hands. They joined the others in playing cars. It was about two hours later that Mama Peters announced the lunch menu. We have macaroni and cheese, veggies with ranch dressing, and apple slices for lunch. Who's hungry? Almost simultaneously, all six of the children announced, I am! After Kiana and Little and the twins were seated at the table, Penelope helped out by placing plates of food at each spot, and Pearson poured water into everyone's cups. Then they all sat down together, and Mama Peters prayed over lunch. Oh, Mama Peters, I love macaroni and cheese. So yummy, Pearson said through a mouthful of cheesy goodness. Oh, good, Pearson. Thanks, but let's remember not to talk with our mouth full, shall we? Mama Peters sweetly admonished. This is so good, Kiana said sweetly as she ate. Well, thank you, Kiana. My kids love my macaroni and cheese, and truly it's just as easy to make as the box stuff, which I happen to love, too, Mama Peters responded. As everyone continued eating to the tune of lip-smacking and audible sounds of approval, Mama Peters reminded the twins that they would go down for a nap after lunch. Kiana finished off her macaroni and cheese and asked for another helping. Mama Peters gently reminded her that she needed to finish her veggies and her fruit first. Oh, but the macaroni and cheese just filled me up way too much. I don't think I can eat another bite. I I would, but I just can't, Kiana replied. Kiana, that's really odd because you just asked for seconds of macaroni and cheese. Mama Peters looked at Kiana with a knowing glance. This wasn't the first time that a child had tried to manipulate Mama Peters. Because Mama Peters was onto her from the get-go. If you're not too full for a second helping of mac and cheese, Mama Peters continued, then you're not too full to eat your fruits and veggies. Oh, I get it. Yeah, but fruit and veggies, they, they make me especially full, Kiana weakly argued. But it was to no avail. Mama Peters was about to lay down the law. Our house rule requires that everyone eat everything in front of them, so you'll have to eat them before getting a second helping of mac and cheese. But Kiana wasn't finished in her attempt to manipulate Mama Peters. Though she seemed defeated, her face brightened as she tried a new tactic. Oh, Mama Peters, I don't feel so well. My belly hurts. I think I need to lie down. But Mama Peters couldn't be deterred quite so easily. This wasn't her first rodeo, after all. Well, Kiana, please feel free to go lie down on the couch. I'll put your fruits and veggies in the fridge for you. And when you're ready to eat, you can eat those first. But Kiana still wasn't done. I think they may be rotten by then, Mama Peters. And I'm guessing that you're way too kind to make me eat rotten food. I I just, I know that about you. Oh, Kiana. You don't need to worry about that. They won't rot. But if they do, I'm more than happy to cut more veggies and fruit for you. Pearson and Penelope had stopped eating and were watching with keen interest. It was like watching a tennis match as Mama Peters and Kiana volleyed back and forth. However, Little didn't seem to have any interest. He plowed through his food hungrily alongside the twins. After a moment of silence, Kiana piped up, and in a voice dripping with fake sweetness, privately thinking that Mama Peters just might forget after a long while. She said, Mama Peters, I'm going to go lie down on the couch. Mama Peters exited the kitchen with Kiana, propped up some pillows on the couch, and placed a blanket over her, knowing full well that Kiana was being untruthful. She prayed silently that the kindness of the Lord would spur Kiana to repentance, and she prayed that Kiana would reflect that kindness by repenting and not try to in-run the situation. When Mama Peters re-entered the kitchen to begin wrapping Kiana's plate in plastic, Harrison and Penelope had already dutifully begun to clean the kitchen. Are you really going to save it, Mama Peters? Penelope wanted to know. Well, Pen, I want to keep my word to Kiana. So yes, and they're perfectly fine, and I have a sneaky suspicion that Kiana will feel hungry long before these have spoiled. Mama Peters, I hope you're right. She seems kind of stubborn, Penelope whispered. Penelope, I've had lots of experience with stubborn children, but God is bigger than that, and he can break through their stubbornness. I'm going to put the twins to bed, and you guys can play quietly in the living room. Kiana is free to play when she feels better. Mama Peters, you don't actually think she has a bellyache, do you? Pearson sounded skeptical. Pearson, it doesn't matter what I think, bud. We will take Kiana at her word for now, unchallenged, because I think that in the end, her heart might be softer when I challenge her with what is likely the truth. Remember that Proverbs says, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. When the time is right, God may use our words to bring about change in Kiana. They will be beautiful and in season because he will have prepared the hearer for them. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. But if there is any good word for edification, that means to encourage someone according to the need of the moment, so it will give grace to those who hear. Grace doesn't mean that they will be words of approval necessarily. In this case, they might be words of correction and admonition. But we'll wait and see what happens. The bottom line is, we need to pray for Kiana's heart, that God's Spirit will work in her. Okay, Mama Peters, but I'd put my money on Kiana winning this one. But Pearson, it isn't a case of me winning or Kiana winning. It is a case of God changing her heart. It was when Pearson and Penelope, along with Little, were playing with cars and magnetic tiles that Kiana popped her head off the couch cushion and watched with interest. It wasn't long before she was sitting up and inching her way closer to the action. Kiana? Are you feeling better? Penelope asked, unconvinced about her sickness, but following Mama Peters' gracious lead in treating her with kindness and genuineness. Oh, 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 yeah, mm, yeah, my stomach, my stomach did hurt. My, I, I did have a stomach ache, but I'm feeling a lot better, Kiana stammered. It was clear that she had forgotten her previous claim of having a stomach ache. Well, maybe you should go eat your fruits and vegetables then. Pearson said less graciously, "Oh no, I don't think so. I'm going to wait until I'm I'm, I'm completely better." Hiana responded, a little too quickly. Mmm, Pearson said smugly, telegraphing his disbelief to all who heard. Penelope shot her brother a look of disapproval, even though inside she fully agreed with the sentiment. Thankfully, though, Hiana didn't pick up on Pearson's sarcasm and she descended from the couch and became quite engrossed in the game. After three straight hours of playing and of building a complex train track, the children's energy began to wane. But the timing was perfect, as Mama Peters walked in with a plate of cheeses and almonds. Oh, Mama Peters, thank you! This sure looks yummy! Penelope declared. Good! All of you are hungry, I'm sure. And, Kiana, would you like me to bring your veggies out of the fridge? Kiana, who had walked quickly over to the plate, pulled back her outstretched hand. Disappointed that Mama Peters had remembered her word. Oh, um, I I still want to let my tummy rest, Kiana remarked. Mama Peters' face registered a flash of sadness before she changed it. Okay, then. You let me know when you're hungry, Kiana. Pearson and Penelope looked at each other. They wanted to roll their eyes, but they both knew better than to do that. Hey. I've got a great idea. Let's build a city. We can put down a road and everything for the little cars. Everyone liked Pearson's idea and set about to begin building a city, just as Pearson had suggested. When it was complete, they each steered their little cars around the roads of the city, pretending to stop at various traffic signals. Hey, you know what, Penelope? What's that, Kiana? Penelope queried. My favorite color is purple. I just love it! Kiana answered. I love purple, too, Penelope agreed. Yeah, I just love that color. And I love, love, love fast cars. Did you know that about me, Penelope? Kiana's manipulation had begun in earnest. Penelope looked down at the car in her hand and immediately understood what was going through Kiana's mind. I love purple and fast cars, too. Penelope said as she held the purple car in her hand just a little bit tighter. Well, Penelope, I don't have any purple cars at home. Oh, really? Penelope was nonchalant in her response. No, Kiana said. We hardly have any toys. Oh, really? Penelope asked again, clearly displaying a level of disinterest. Yeah, we can't really afford toys because we just don't have much money. And... I would love to play with a, a purple car some time. Oh yeah! Disbelief crept into Penelope's voice. You people are so, so, so nice to little and me. I have never met—I have never met people who are so generous. Kiana's manipulation wasn't going to end any time soon. She continued to push for the purple car without actually saying it. Thanks, Kiana. Penelope answered, determined not to hand over the car. "'Anyway, it would be so nice to play with the purple car, Penelope. "'Here, would you like to play with my pink car?' "'No, that's okay. I'm doing great with this one. "'Though you chose the pink car when I was going to choose that car before. "'But now I'm good.' "'Penelope was wise to what Kiana was trying to do. "'Well, okay, then. I don't think I'm going to play now.' "'Kiana's voice was no longer syrupy sweet, but angry. "'But Penelope did not give an inch.' She continued to play as though Kiana had not said anything. She knew she was being manipulated, but she didn't have long to ponder it because Mama Peters declared it was dinner time. The toys were quickly cleaned up and put away before they all gathered in the kitchen and sat down. Playing softly in the background was the hymn No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus from the Peters' favorite CD, Hymns for the Family of God. Mama Peters loved the ambiance that hymns brought to their home. The decadent smell of Mama Peters's homemade pizza wafted throughout the entire kitchen. Daddy Peters had to stay late at work that evening, so the family began dinner without him. Kiana was the only one at the table who wasn't served a slice of pizza. She looked crossly at Mama Peters and snapped irritably, I haven't gotten any pizza yet. Well, Kiana, remember you didn't eat your veggies from earlier? Are you hungry? Mama Peters was gentle, but firm. Kiana was hungry, and having missed out on some lunch and snacks, she really did have a tummy ache. She looked at Mama Peters. Dejectedly, she said, Okay, I'll eat my veggies first. Pearson and Penelope were amazed. Mama Peters had been right. Kiana's hunger would convince her to take the food. Kiana, I'm thankful you're going to obey. But I want to talk to you about the things that happened today. From my observation, it seemed that you wanted your way a lot. And so you lied to get your way, Mama Peters began slowly. I didn't lie. Kiana was quick with her retort. Yes, you did lie, Kiana. I don't believe you were sick. I think you didn't want to eat your veggies. You also tried to get on Penelope's good side with flattery. You wanted her to give you the car. You weren't being truthful but instead you were manipulating through deception it seems as though you're used to getting your own way at first kiana looked like she was about to argue the point but then her eyes filled with tears as she realized that what mama peters was saying was true you're you're right mama peters it's i i didn't want to eat my veggies and i and i wanted to play with the purple car i understand that kiana but even when we want things, we are still required by God to be truthful. God hates lying lips. In Proverbs 6, there's a list of seven things the Lord detests. Kiana, any time you lie, you are disobeying the Lord and dishonoring Him. Kiana had been listening intently and nodded. She appeared to be genuinely interested in what Mama Peters was telling her, And at the end of the conversation, she humbly apologized to everyone. Harrison and Penelope looked at Mama Peters with admiration as Kiana chomped down on her vegetables, followed by a ginormous slice of pizza. Kiana was ravenous, so she finished her big slice of pizza in a hurry. I just love pizza. I sure could eat a lot of it, Kiana began. Sliding back into her old ways of manipulation, something that she had learned over the years. Kiana had hoped Mama Peters would offer her another slice of pizza. Kiana? Remember, be genuine and real. If you'd like more pizza, just ask. Try to walk in integrity by being straightforward and sincere, Mama Peters encouraged. Oh, yeah. I just forgot. Okay, Mama Peters, is it okay if I have another slice? You sure may, Kiana. I'm glad you like it. The rest of that evening and on into the next day were spent having fun and calling out Kiana every time she seemed insincere and manipulative. Each time, she was encouraged to be a truth-teller and to be someone who speaks the words she means without interest in trying to simply get her way. This is Grandmom's Corner. You know, there are things that sometimes just stick with you and even though they happened years ago, we don't easily forget them. As I read this week's story, I was reminded of a time I faked out my dad and manipulated him into feeling sorry for me. And as a result, he retracted the discipline I sorely needed. Though I don't remember all of the details, I do remember the crux of what happened. What I did wrong to merit discipline is a part I don't remember but I was sent to bed and was told that I couldn't get up to watch a TV show or something I really wanted to do. I knew my dad could be a soft touch. Parents love their kids, and though discipline is necessary, they don't really want to have to discipline their kids. It hurts their heart. So though I didn't lie in bed and plan what I would do, my sinful heart acted instinctively. That is, that what I did comes naturally from sinners. I began to sing Jesus Loves Me in a pathetic little voice. Like I was so sad and like no one but Jesus loved me. It went something like this. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. I sang it as though I was on the verge of tears. And you know, it worked. My dad let me get up. But I have since looked back at that time and realized how I had displeased God and how I had manipulated my dad into reversing my discipline, even though I deserved the discipline. Have any of you listening acted similarly before? God wants us to be truthful and sincere and not fake. First Peter 2:1 says, "So put away all malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. In other words, don't be a phony. Don't deceive just to get your way. If you're prone to being a manipulator, ask God to help you recognize it and help you put an end to your bad habit. The Lord willing. We'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.